Afterthoughts, Episode 5. Welcome to Afterthoughts. I'm your host, Paul Steele. I'm also the pastor at Bethlehem Church in Austin, Minnesota. Afterthoughts is the podcast of Bethlehem Church where we talk about things that are relevant to the Sunday sermon. Whether we talk about questions or examine additional information that couldn't be included in what was said on Sunday morning. Now, if you like the podcast, I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button so that you can get these every week when they come out. Now, this past week, the our outreach coordinator here at Bethlehem Church, Dan Mueller, gave the sermon. And he's in this sermon series on the life of Peter and the transformation that Peter experienced because of his time with Jesus. This past Sunday, he talked about the transformation in the mission of Peter from being a fisherman to really following Jesus and and accepting the mission that Jesus had for him. Now that raises the question, what is our mission? What provides significance to you and I? Where do we find a sense of fulfillment for our lives? As Christians, we believe that God created us for a purpose, that He has called us, that he has brought us into his family, that he has saved us for a reason, that there is significance to our lives, that each one of us has a reason for existing, for being here. So what is that mission? Why do we exist? What gives us a sense of fulfillment, gives our lives a sense of legacy. Well, as we look at the Bible, I want to just quickly look at four passages of Scripture that help us identify our purpose in life, our mission. And once again, we're going to go way back to the beginning of the Bible, just like we did last week. In fact, it's the very same passage that we used last week talking about our identity. And that is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make people in our image to be like ourselves. They will be masters over all life, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the livestock, wild animals, and small animals. So God created people in his own image. God patterned them after himself. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and told them, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Be masters over the fish and birds and all the animals. What we find here is that God created human beings, both male and female, which I think is significant. That God's original design held both men and women equally that we're both equally created in the image of God. 
And what does that mean to be created in the image of God? Well, it means that we are called created to be his representatives, that we represent God in this world, that God created you and I, he created human beings to reflect his character in the world around us. That's what this passage is letting us know, that when God created us, when he gave us this task of ruling over creation, this isn't just a blank check to be able to do whatever we want to do, right? Because that, that's really the problem. That's the reason the world is broken, because we as people over and over again have decided that, no, we can run things our own way. We can decide what is best. And that leads to negative con consequences. It leads to brokenness. It leads to, to divisions and it leads to wars and it leads to, to all these negative things that we experience in life. So when God says we are created in his image, that we have this authority to rule over creation, this mandate that he has given us is that we are to represent him, that we are to demonstrate his character in this world. We rule this world, we rule over creation only when we demonstrate God's character, his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness, his wisdom and the things that we do. We were created to represent God. Our mission includes ruling over this world by demonstrating the character of God and the world around us. The next passage I, uh, I, want, I want to take a quick look at is Micah chapter 6. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. And here the prophet writes, No, O people, the Lord has already told you what is good. And this is what he requires, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So when we're on mission for God, first we have to remember that we are created in his image. We bear his image in this world. Second, we need to remember that we are to live as God's covenant people. That's what this passage is telling us. Micah is telling the, the people of Israel, God's people, that their responsibility is to live according to the covenant that God established with them. That's what it means to do what is right. We are righteous. We live righteous lives. We do what is just when we follow the terms of the covenant. And for the people of Israel, so the people that Micah was writing to and speaking to, the people of Israel, for them to do what is right 
means that they were to do the terms of the covenant that God laid out at Mount Sinai. So yes, the, the Ten Commandments and then all the instructions for worship and sacrificing, how they were to treat one another. That is how they were to li live and do what is right, by keeping the terms of the covenant. And that applies for us as well. Remember, as Christians, we live under the new covenant. And for us to be God's covenant people, for us to live as God's covenant people, means that we need to keep the terms of the covenant. That we are to obey Jesus. If you love me, Jesus said, you will obey my commandments. We will do what Jesus has asked us to do. We will follow after him. That's how we live a right life. Micah also says that we are to love mercy. So as God's covenant people, we are to keep the terms of the covenant, but we are also to live with compassion and with forgiveness. That there is a sense of love that we have for one another. That we don't sit in judgment of each other looking for ways to accuse one another, to be jealous of one another, to gossip about each other, to pick fights with each other, to cause divisions and disagreements. No, we are to live and to love mercy, to look for ways we can serve one another, to encourage one another, to help one another. That when someone that we know, that we love is down and out and needs help, we offer them help. When somebody has hurt us, we seek to make, to, to, uh, to make reconciliation happen, to offer our forgiveness. Those are the things, those are the expectations that God has for his people, for those who are in covenant with him. And then Micah tells us that we are to walk humbly with the Lord with God. And that means, humility really means, especially for us as people, to remember who we are. To remember that we're not God. God is God. And we're the created. We're the, we're the, the, the servants, right? We are his people. He's the king. He's the master. He's that's who he is. And so we walk humbly. We're, we accept his instruction. We accept his guidance. We accept what he has for us. And part of humility then is seen in our praise and in our worship. That we give God glory and we give God praise. That's what we're called to do. So to live as God's covenant people means that we keep the terms of the covenant, that we live with compassion, we live with love uh, for one another, and that we live with humility, able to receive God's instruction into our lives and to worship and praise him the way that we ought. So our mission includes representing God 
bearing God's image. It includes living as God's covenant people. And it means that we need to do the task that we have been given. Matthew chapter 28 is a well-known passage for us who follow Jesus. We call it the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus takes his disciples and he tells them, this is what I've been equipping you to do, to go into the world and make disciples. Well, how are disciples made? Jesus says, well, they're made by baptizing. So you, you tell people about Jesus. You tell people that, that God's kingdom is here. And you bring them to a point of decision. And in that decision, you baptize them. You bring them into this new covenant that I've established with you. And then you continue to teach them to do what I have called you to do, to obey what I have asked you to do. So to make disciples means that we go into the world and proclaim Jesus and bring people to a point where they need to make a decision. They need to make a choice. Are they going to accept Jesus as Lord, as King, as Savior? Are they going to surrender their entire lives to Jesus? Or are they going to continue this path that Adam and Eve established when they took that fruit of the knowledge of, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so that they can declare what is true and what is right, what is good and what is evil? So we tell people about Jesus, about God's kingdom, and they have a choice to make. Are they continuing going to follow after that path of making their decision of what's good and evil? Or are they going to surrender and accept the instruction of Jesus on what is good and what is evil? And you baptize them. And then there's this continuing teaching, equipping people for this continuing mission of making disciples, of glorifying God, of proclaiming Jesus to the world. So our mission is to represent God in this world. Our mission is to live as God's covenant people. Our mission is to go into this world and make disciples, bring people into the, the kingdom. And all of this requires one very important thing. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 38. 
Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 38. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophet are based on these two commandments. So when we talk about our mission, when we talk about our purpose in life, what will give us a sense of fulfillment in this world, it's right here, to love. Jesus says everything else, all the requirements of the law, everything that you have been taught, they all they all found in, in this reality of love. To love God with all of your being, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with everything you have, you love God. It doesn't matter what else that you do in this world. You will not have a sense of fulfillment. You will not have a sense of, of lasting legacy if it does not include loving God. And to truly love God is to love what God loves. And God loves people. For us to love God with all that we have requires us to love our neighbor the way that we love ourselves. That we love people, that we help them, that we, that we serve them, that we show them respect and kindness, that we give them hospitality, that we forgive them, that we instruct them, that we are present in their life. Ultimately, our mission that God has given to us is about love, to love people, to love God. Without this sense of love, we're not going to accomplish what God has called us to do. So our mission includes representing God in this world. Our mission includes living as God's covenant people. Our mission includes making disciples of all nations. Our mission includes, and is built upon, loving God and loving people. We were created for a purpose. We were saved for a mission. The reason that, that Jesus came and he saved us and, and, and he, he established his churches so that we can continue this task of making disciples, of making God known in this world, of ushering in God's kingdom. And our lives are only going to find fulfillment when we do this mission, when we follow Jesus, when we give our lives over to what he has asked us to do. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today. I know that your time is, is limited and that you could spend it listening to other podcasts and, and, and other things. So I'm glad that you chose to spend some time with us today. My prayer is that this was a blessing to you. And so if it was, make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, so that you can get this uh, when it comes out every week.
So until next week, continue to seek to be an authentic Christian, making Jesus real to people. God bless.